Every story should start at the beginning, of course. As the old song goes, it's a very good place to start. This particular story begins in Boston, Massachusetts, and it takes place, oddly enough, in the present day. Or it starts in the present day, anyway. My apologies for not providing you with the exact year, but by the time you read this book, that year will very possibly have come and gone. Suffice to say, our story begins now. Let's call it four o'clock in the afternoon, shortly after school has let out for the day. There are four main characters you'll need to keep track of as you read this story, but it shouldn't be that difficult. Two girls, two boys. They're all native Bostonians and approximately the same age, 12 years old. Julia comes from an affluent family and attends the expensive, private, all-girls Windsor School, a short walk from Fenway Park. Luke has more humble roots and lives in the Dorchester section of town. His parents are both longtime members of the Boston Police Department. David, tall, thin, and athletic, is a good student, but is more interested in cracking jokes than books. Isabel is quite bookish, serious, and eager to succeed. David, Isabel, Julia, and Luke have never met before this day. But circumstances beyond their control will bring them together, as you're about to see. David Williams was shooting hoops with some friends at Medal of Honor Park near East 1st Street. He came out to the park most days after school looking for a game. Usually, he found one with teenagers a few years older. On this particular day, he had just poured in a jump shot from the top of the key when everybody decided to take a water break. As David toweled off his face, a middle-aged man in a suit and tie leaned over the bench where David was sitting. Excuse me, the man said. Is your name David Williams? Yeah, so what? David turned around and eyed the well-dressed man suspiciously. Was he a cop? A crazy person? Maybe he was a college recruiter. They scout kids really young these days. The man handed David a yellow envelope, then turned on his heel and left without saying another word. At almost the same time, Isabel Alvarez was doing her homework at a corner desk in the third floor of the Boston Public Library on Boylston Street. She usually came to this spot because it was quiet, and she wouldn't be bothered by her family or by giggly classmates who would rather socialize and gossip than get their schoolwork done. Isabel worked hard at her studies, having come to accept the conventional wisdom that hard work leads to a high grade point average, which leads to a smart mind, which leads to a good college, which leads to a high-paying job, which leads to a successful life. She was deeply immersed in solving an algebraic equation with one variable, when a man in a suit and tie tapped her on the shoulder, startling her. Excuse me, the man whispered. Is your name Isabel Alvarez? Yes? Is something wrong? The man didn't reply. He simply reached into his jacket pocket, pulled out a yellow envelope, handed it to her, and left. Minutes later, Luke Borowicz was banging away on an old Ms. Pac-Man machine at the little grocery store on Washington Street, around the corner from his house. Luke was a stocky boy with floppy brown hair, and he was wearing his favorite Red Sox t-shirt. He came to this store a lot, 
and seven of the top ten scores on the machine were immortalized with his initials. The game relaxed him. Even though he had been diagnosed with mild ADD several years earlier, Luke found that he could focus his attention like a laser when it came to things that interested him, like old arcade games. Luke had just broken through the 300,000-point mark when he noticed the reflection of a man in a suit and tie on the screen. Excuse me, the man said. Is your name Luke Borowicz? Uh-huh, Luke said, without turning around. What can I do for you? The man put a yellow envelope on the console and silently walked away. Several minutes later, Julia Brennan was at the Urban Outfitters store in nearby Harvard Square with two girlfriends. She had a dance coming up in a few weeks, and she'd already tried on five dresses. Her father had given her a hundred dollars to spend, even though he saw no reason why Julia couldn't wear one of the dresses she already had in her closet. 